0: to the Inside Running Podcast, Shoe Geeks edition for February. i joined by my co-hosts, uh, Julian Spence, the running company, Geelong. How are you going, mate? Good. How are you going? Good. You've had a bit of a trim, a bit of a shave down. Yeah. What do you reckon? I don't mind it, actually. I like it. You reckon I'll look uh, I look mm, younger? I don't know about younger, but definitely a little bit more professional, I reckon. Not Probably. trying to be so young, I reckon.
1: Maybe tougher.
0: Tougher. Yeah. And uh, Tom DeCanto over in Sydney. How you going? Good mate. How are you? You in the uh, yeah, the new pad at home fine. or are you at work? Looks like the new pad. I'm at pan.
2: home. I'm at home today.
0: Look, I've spoke to you guys for about eight weeks, and you're both in very good shape. What has happened since we've chatted?
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. That it
3: wasn't
0: wasn't to be expected, was it? No, no. You're both going really well. Everyone's sort of surprised how fit Tom gets. So I don't know because he puts half his stuff up on Strava. Well, you're back doing some running. Do you, want to, do you want to kick off, Tom, what you've been doing the past couple of months, what you're training for and what you've been wearing and how'd you go in the 5K, et cetera? What shoes did you wear?
2: Um, so, yeah, I've just been, I've just been building back um, gradually um, and biding my time to think about locking in a marathon. I ended up locking in um, Hamburg in April. So that's the main, I guess, the main short-term goal. I'm just trying to get fit for that. Um, I ran Sun Run uh, a couple of weeks ago, which was fun—10K hilly, 10K, and um, 5K on track. So, um, whipped out the Vaporflies for for a hilly uh, road race, 10K, um, and I was in Dragonflies for the 5K track. I saw you're um, still wearing
0: the Vaporfly One in your races on the road.
2: Yeah, it just uh, yeah, it just it's my favorite. So I have some life left in a couple. So um, it's What's still um, it's uh, it's slightly softer and um, it just feels slightly bouncier. I think we've we've talked about it. Like it's just I just feel like V one is um, a little bit softer and has a little so it sort of compresses a little bit more and then it bounces gives back a little bit more as well. Whereas the the V2 felt just um, didn't give, didn't compress as much and so then didn't sort of feel like it bounced back quite as much. Um, but I just saw the V3, Vaporfly, Next% 3 is coming out mm-hmm. in, in a few weeks through two weeks maybe. So that'll, well, oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I think I'm April very, um, for Australia. April for Australia. Oh, April. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: Right. So are well, what, do, what are you be wearing, some? You got we got heaps of shoes here, and I know you've yeah. got at least half of them, so
2: I'm gonna so I thought it was time to confess that um, I've gone back to my minimal type ways. <laughs> so um how minimal, how minimal? I how know, minimal? I know. I know I'm crazy minimal, but um I've been doing a lot of mileage in um in the Rebel V three yeah. and the Nike Street Fly interesting <laughs> oh, okay. the streak, well the streak fly i gave the streak fly a bad bad rap like what was that like in december when we chatted last because um i said it was like it was a bomb it was like a it was a failed attempt at a race shoe but i actually i'm actually enjoying it as a <laughs> easy day shoe wow. um yeah it's there's a, so lot of, there's awesome. a lot of gary howard in that comment
0: There's a lot of mm-hmm. gary howard influence there so well.
3: Yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, I put, yes, I put no. a,
0: you see, I put a photo up on Instagram the other day just of like the shoes I have at my doorstep that I've been wearing for the past month or so. And uh, I had yeah. a lot of comments on that. And it was a like, you know, fame. the Melance the, the Supercomp, the Bondi. The, and the only person that commented said it looked a bit like their shoe collection was Moose uh, Wife Bree. said oh, that looks a lot like my shoe collection right now.
3: And, yeah,
1: um, why don't we, must be us old folk. Not sure how Tom gets away with it, because he's old and beat as well. How do you get away with it, Tom? What do you reckon the secret is?
2: I don't don't know. Um maybe I I I, the shoes I used to wear like growing up, doing all my running, like I guess the first 10 years of my running were in like DS trainers. So from ASICs, they they they're a relatively minimal shoe. Did a lot of like races and and running in like the hyper speed from ASICs and I don't know. I just, I just feel like maybe I, I've just my body. I just feel, I, I kind of like the feeling of a bit more flexibility in the shoe and just enough cushion that feels forgiving but doesn't feel clunky. I'm just finding like a lot of the high stack ones, they just feel clunky on my feet. It's to, and I have those size thirteen.
0: It's got to be a shape thing for you as well because it's only when you start getting into, like, you know, you start seeing snippets of your good shape, you start moving out of your high stackers a bit. Yeah. and you start I think so. I think up.
2: so. Like, my body weight's gone down. Like, I've probably lost mm-hmm. a few kilos and um, I definitely gravitate more towards them when I get a bit fitter and lighter. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's what I'm doing. I'm sort of getting back to those. I use the... um the Rebel for those two shoes I use for like shorter, easy runs. If I'm going to go longer, yep. I still prefer a bit more shoe. So long runs, yep. I still uh, I'm in like I was using the um, Asics Super Blast, which I know is yep. out, yes, but um, I've been able to get a few, quite a few, quite a bit of running in that, and I really enjoy that. Apart yep. from recently um, getting a bit of extensive tendon irritation, um, I think it's just something to do with that la- the last eyelet. Um, and a, a fold, a crease that's occurring, the crease must just be rubbing on my tendon over the big toe.
0: It's it's got a bit of a low ceiling that shoe as well. It's not quite as voluminous, I don't reckon.
2: Yeah, yeah. So otherwise, like that shoe is great, Lo- great long run shoe. Um, the has other that replaced, in-
0: has that replaced the uh, you was a Rocket X guy for ages in your long runs. Has yeah, that
2: sort of replaced that. Yeah, yeah. It 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 would replace that the the, yeah. the Rocket X from Hocker. Um, What's it the one, a Super
1: blast. It's not. Is it heavy?
2: No, nah, nah, it's light. No, nah, it's, it's not heavy light. at all. Mm. No, nah, because it's the performance foam. It's the it's the turbo. So it's mm. um it's pretty light. There's no plate as well. Um, but it's interesting. Like there's no plate, but it's still quite. It's still got um. Stiff. It's got a bit of stiffness to it, mm. and it will just like pop back. Um, yep. just because of the 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 foam just um is resilient so it just pops back like there would be a plate in there. How does it um, get
1: so stiff if the foam's so soft?
2: I think it's just the 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 stack height. So it's it's quite a high stack height. Um so that, that gives it more stiffness. And then um the turbo foam is, is not as soft as Zoom X. So
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like that resilient energy return foam like it doesn't feel soft underfoot it doesn't feel mushy like i even find like it's not that super mushy but like you know your more v4 feels almost too mushy underfoot mm. and uh this shoe here you hit this shoe harder the super blast it sort of gives you more return back and it feels soft as the pace gets quicker i reckon it's been one of the most enjoyable shoes for long runs i feel it feels better after an hour than it does in the first hour whereas i think the nova 3 which is a good shoe as well probably lose a bit of life by the end of the long run i find
1: so do you think the um, Superblast compares with the, Zo- the ZoomX Invincible? Uh, ZoomX
0: Invincible is a bit mushier, um, definitely less responsive and probably heavier as well, I'd say. Um, so probably a bit more of an upbeat shoe, the Superblast. I reckon you don't wear it for just easy recovery runs. You're wearing it for the purpose of your run being maybe a little bit more dynamic. If you can change pace a bit better um, and you're going for a longer duration, you might finish up. Like I think it's probably the best long run shoe that I've worn from Asics full stop. So
2: you almost, I'd, use always... Invinci- yeah, I'd use Invincible more like that slower, easy day shoe, a bit like Asics. I think what they've done well now is releasing the new Nimbus 25, which I think fits really well in an Asics rotation because that's like a, a more plush, plush type shoe that's not super doesn't make you feel like you want to run fast yeah. in it um so i'd say that's closer probably to the invincible mm-hmm. i know some people some people seem to like to go a bit faster in the invincible i don't really although it's got mm-hmm. zoom x i don't really get those vibes with that shoe when i actually wear it because um, it's heavy like it, it does yeah. yeah it's actually quite a bit heavier than you'd think um the the super blast from asics it would definitely be a lot lighter yep yeah. Say, okay. all right good mm, have you been wearing a
1: knitter?
0: uh mate rotation between a lot of shoes so the nimbus 25 is the shoe i've been wearing for a lot of my easy days we should touch on this one because it's um you, you julian will know there's going to be lots of traditional Asics people that'll move from the nimbus 24 to the nimbus 25 and this might be their first introduction to like a high stat compliant foam shoe and look it's stable this will work for a lot of people um there's nothing really wrong with the shoe i've found and i've had no complaints with it the upper's actually really nice um it's got enough enough volume in the forefoot the surface area of the shoe makes it really stable and i reckon if you're probably below 85 kilos or so the foam's resilient enough as well to keep you stable i reckon maybe maybe really high body mass issues might have an issue compressing it falling off the shoe a bit more but look this shoe has a even a nice little rocker like it it doesn't make you want to run fast it's the, the midsole of the four foot blast plus is, is this nice hybrid of a, of a midsole that feels plush underfoot, but doesn't bottom out. It's just enough of it. And um, I've tried the Cumulus Twenty Five at the same time, which I'm not sure when that's released, Julian. But that shoe does doesn't have as much stack height to it, so I find the same same midsole as well, same foam, but doesn't. The geometry of it just means it bottoms out a bit more in the foot. So. Uh the Nimbus 25 is probably the best update ASICs have done in their main line for a long time, I reckon. So
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've been using it as well. Uh just recently, like only maybe 30k or so, maybe a bit more. Mm. Um I I agree with what you said. It, it does feel stable for what it is. Mm. And in store, it's one of the first shoes that uh ASICs has had where outside like a glide rod or something where you can feel that rocker. Um yep. And first, feel in this shoe blows people away at the yeah. moment. The, yeah. the way that the shoe feels soft but gutsy and yeah. enough flaring to, to still feel stable. Like you put an invincible on, yes, you sink mm. into the, into the uh, part of the shoe where you're putting your weight. Whereas in this mm. one, it doesn't exactly. feel like you're sinking. So, exactly. Um, I, I, I do have a like the upper is hot for me, it's, okay. a, bit, it's a bit too thick. Yeah, uh, and, and my foot got really hot in it the other day just because it doesn't it's not very breathable. That's the only complaint there. Yeah, yeah. Um, perhaps it, through the back it's quite tight in the heel cup as well. You can sort of see um you can sort of see, let me just make it bigger. Um gotcha. these little Damn. these nodules are very tight mm. and, and they did maybe hug my Achilles a little too strongly mm. for what I like. But uh, yeah, good update. But
0: look, I know you guys put a bit of media onto this when you went for your long run, Julian, the more before. Look, I've used it as the same purpose shoe. Like it's been a more of a shorter run between 30 to 60 minutes. I've used it a fair bit. It feels stable. It's got a wide surface area. It definitely feels like it's a bit less responsive than the Nimbus. Oh, it actually, is, it feels a bit less responsive than all those shoes in that category, I reckon. Um, maybe just the weight of the shoe probably contributes to that a little bit. Um, but the Rock is nice. Um, it's definitely a runnable shoe. Um I've got the Bondi, which I've run a, a couple times next to it. This feels a bit more enjoyable than the Bondi Eight. Probably doesn't offload quite as well, but uh, probably a bit bit easier on um, when you're feeling pretty good. But the shoe I put the most volume into um, has been this. I've been using it for like my long runs and pickups, and uh, it's been the the Supercom Elite v 3 So they're they're equivalent to their super shoe, really. Um, of course, I, I live in the hills, so for trails I've eaten the, the shell oh. alive, but but look, just just like just for a moment, and Julian will probably appreciate this. Like this shoe feels the same as it did when it was brand new, even though the foam's been eaten alive in the forefoot. So um, that's my you know mistake for wearing it on trails. But the shoe still functions pretty well. Plate stiff, probably not meant to wear it on the trails, but resilient foam. Not a really fast super shoe compared to a really really responsive shoe. Really plush underfoot. The rocker is a little bit more proximal, so it sort of sits further back. Mm. Um, So for a long-run shoe, this has probably been ideal. I can run two hours in this shoe comfortably, and uh, it's soft underfoot, responsive enough. Um, Not super light, probably. I don't think my size 10 weighs about 220 grams. I guess it's pretty light, but not in the super shoe category.
1: Um, Well, it is. It is in the super shoe category. 220, come on.
2: we got an (laughs)
0: Alpha
1: Alpha Fly at 235. Come true, on.
0: true, but for Tom, that's three hundred grams by the time it hits size thirteen. Way too heavy. Way too heavy. You feel like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. stable
1: enough to to go and run long runs in.
0: Uh, look, I do. I'm hitting mainly the forefoot. I think the surface area of the forefoot is pretty good. To be honest, it's not as wide as the Supercomp Trainer. Um, it's a bit more dynamic than the Supercomp. It doesn't feel too far different from the Supercomp Trainer. It just feels a lot lighter. That's the thing. Closer to the ground. Um, so when they update the super train trainer, the second version, I hear they cut it down a bit. It's going to feel pretty much like this, I'd assume. So um, I, I, I like it as a long run shoe. I've done it as a bit of a workout shoe. It feels a bit less responsive. I like the workout shoe to be a bit bit stiffer um, and a little bit more resilient in the foam. And But for trail, um, I know you've got these, Tom, I don't know if you've worn them in the park yet. No, um, this is a Tribuco Max 2. Um, so look, Full rubber outsole, really stable. Um, they use the four foot blast plus um, and the outsole combination plus the midsole being a little bit more compliant, makes it overall slightly firmer than a road shoe, but geez, this is really fun to run in. It's really stable. Um, it's not super, not super heavy, so probably 240 grams for this one, maybe 250. Um, the heel count is beautiful. The only downside to this, I definitely had to go up half a size. It just felt tighter at the heel count of the toe box, obviously with just a little bit more protection. In the toe box, I felt it being a bit short, but... um, so a bit a bit short. Of,
3: Yeah,
0: but really fun shoe to run in the trails, especially if you've got trails where you've got half road, a bit of, bit of fire track and some short trails, great hybrid. So, uh, Tribuco Max 2. I don't know if you guys are getting this in stock at all, Julian, but it's been a bit of a fun shoe in the, the trail, road. So... Mm.
1: Yeah, it looks good. Um... I don't want to take all right. up
0: all the time, but I've got another one as well. So go. Uh, go. All yeah. right. So it's just been a while. The man who since...
1: runs the least mileage has the, the most shoes. I'm almost hundred Ks now, but
0: not quite. Um, Ultra. So the luxury of the anatomical fit, this is the Via Olympus. So uh, this is, I guess they equivalent uh, to the Bondi. Um, still a zero pitch. Um, you sit within the sidewalls through here. Look, I've only done about 20 Ks in it so far. Um, and look, I'm not quite sure um what it's like. The weight of it is quite heavy. So I feel like a lot of the weights beneath the foot. Like there's not much mass in the upper. The upper's quite good. So refer to it as a bit bottom a bit bottom heavy. The rocker is a bit more minimal, so um meaning that you sort of have to work to get over it. Um, once again I put a, a six mil heel pitch in this and uh so unlike um, some of their other range, I find that maybe the rocker works against me a bit in this shoe. So I'm getting it similar to you, Tom. I've got a bit of forefoot numbness as well. And I'm not sure if that might mm. be the, the the ceiling of the shoe being a little bit low um, and the stiffness of the forefoot, meaning there's not as much of a compliancy. It is a really good offloading shoe. So I've already had patients who've moved into it with midfoot and big toe arthritis who have like that typical broad foot who have had pain relief as a walking shoe or a jogging shoe. Um, which makes it a therapeutic or medical prescription shoe that'll go really well. As for a performance shoe, look, I still think it probably would function a bit better with a, a touch more rocker on it. And maybe with this amount of midsole, maybe just a bit more compliant foam. So a little bit more resilient, that gives a bit more because I found it relatively firm, but look, that's 30 Ks in, I might be telling you a completely different thing when it gets to 90 to a hundred Ks, this might be one of those shoes that you have to put a bit more work into. So but once again, the luxury of the fit being anatomical is still nice. I still feels weird every time you put it on when your foot's not touching the walls of the shoe when you're not used to that for the past twenty years. So um,
1: you have a very narrow foot. Yeah. So it's actually not as narrow. It's not as wide as your make out because a lot of people still put that on. And yeah. The shoe's not that wide through the um, mid portion of the, the shoe. You're right. It's so this actually yeah. Even even that
0: area there isn't super broad. This back through here isn't that broad. But look, the luxury exists just in that big toe area through here. You just don't touch that part of the shoe, which is rare. But look, you're right. I'm I'm quite narrow, and I don't feel it through there. But um, my wife has the hiking version for these, and she still feels a little bit of the side to side pressure in the hiking Olympus. So um,
1: yeah. yeah, yep. So it's a lot of people do ride ultra off as just oh for really wide feet, but yeah. yeah. We're definitely seeing it come back in line because because I put that shoe on and I still feel pressure on the side of my foot just through like the yeah, but, but that's further back though you're not feeling back. you're not feeling no, the still toe
0: you're feeling yeah further back
1: yeah yeah but it can still be a, a bit of a problem area for yep. some I'm um, I'm with you I think I've I've I haven't run in the shoe yet uh, but mm-hmm. I've worked in it and I've walked the dog in it it's pretty mm. I like that it's firm so yep. I like that there's guts I don't want it too spongy but I, I, I agree. I think it needs a little bit more toe spring.
0: Yeah, look, I'll, I'll come back to that in a couple of months. I reckon it might get a bit more flexible. It might get a bit softer and maybe the toe spring consequently is a bit better. It's just hard to... to. You've got all these compliant shoes that have a bit more of a rocker to them. they always a bit easier to get you off your toe. This one here, I feel like I'm just going to work a bit hard to get over the top.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, race right, shoe, anything?
0: Uh, mate, I'm running Bathurst this week, like you. But The old man's race is Sunday. I'm going to wear the shoe that you're going to show. I'm going to wear the Endorphin Oh, yeah, Elite. all
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to show. <laughs> no, <boy. laughs>
1: so the Endorphin Elite. has not released yet. It releases Feb 21, so you're going to see it soon enough. Um, this is – well, Saucony have two super shoes now. They have the Endorphin Pro 3, and then they have the Endorphin Elite, which this one is. And the the different – well, this feels a little more aggressive than Endorphin Pro Three. I like the idea of the we'll call it the um, we'll call it the Pro Three. So the Pro Three mm-hmm. is a little bit more traditional underfoot. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. super rocket. It's not super soft. It feels a little bit more like a an a, an amazing racing flat, but not a super shoe to me. And I used to love being able to put it on, and it really felt like it helped my turnover a lot. I wasn't spending much time in contact with the ground, and it didn't change my mechanics much. I get sore calves after my workout, which I, for me, is a good sign that um, that I'm running well in the shoe. Uh, but it wasn't providing that kind of unloading benefit like some super shoes can. So one of the main differences between the Pro Three and the Elite is the Pro Three uses Power Run PB uh, hey. Plus. And then the Elite here uses um, Power Run HG, which is is slightly, I think it's the same compound, it's just done differently. So the Elite here uses one big slab of foam. And then the Power Run PB is little beads of of foam that are all packed together. Um, So this here, I think they can reduce the weight of the shoe and get a little bit more uh, energy return from the HG which they're calling sort of their upper end more super foam.
0: Well they've reported, um okay, it's all internal reporting there's a 95% energy return and I think the Vaporfly was 87, was that right? Something like that Tom? You might know the, the stats but here is meant to be a bit more return than the Vaporfly it's a lot more resilient foam and you hit the ground
1: hard, it, it does feel like it bounces compared to the Pro 3 doesn't it? It does, yeah. There's Immediately when I put it on, there's a few like the initial impression was wow, the midfoot's got a strong wrap, so I feel mm-hmm. the, the, the shape first. And you can see, uh, let me just try to show it, but there's a there's like a um a wrap here on the medial mm-hmm. side and a wrap on the lateral side. And as you do the shoe up, it pulls that wrap tighter and so it yep. really wraps around your arch. Now, mm-hmm. that's the first thing I felt. The heel cup, very it's almost. Quite minimal like a booty mm-hmm. so you can see there's just one little sort of uh plastic kind of strap there yeah. and then a booty so no real um cup at the back mm-hmm. so that can that's noticeable and i was a little worried about that uh but given that the shoe is so soft but mm-hmm. your foot actually sits down inside the cup so you do get a cup and it's just this foam that your foot sits down that, that's that's that sidewall you're talking about is the most
0: stable sidewall they've put into any super shoe because the upper is really flimsy, as you said, but that sidewall keeps it so stable.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. I didn't notice any kind of consequence to that, that, that heel cup at all.
2: This, um, this away makes me think anyone with a Haglund's deformity, the, the bony prominence on the back of the heel, maybe they're going to love this shoe. Absolutely. It may irritate it less. Yeah, agree.
1: One thing that I really like is tongue. So, you can see it's just got all these perforations through it. Real yep. old school setup. How do we yep. save weight? We get rid of material. And so we mm. cut little holes in. Um, it's real stretchy. I didn't get any pressure from the top either. Mm. How'd you find the width?
0: Up. I found the four foot width was pretty good in the shoe, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I went up to a 12. I think I'm going to be a 12 in most shoes from now on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't find any type of pressure around the forefoot. Mm. 12 is a half size bigger than what I've traditionally worn, and it fit perfect. Uh, underfoot we can see it's gone the cutout style of like the Adidas shoe and uh, semi sort of column like New Balance um, it, it's segmented so you can see laterally there's a cutout here under the outside I think the idea weight saving again we'll try to remove weight by doing that um, you can see the plate through the, through the cutout um, really stiff plate really solid toe spring so have a look mm-hmm. at the sh- the shape up the toe there so that mm-hmm. kick um propulsive feeling and mm. underneath really wide surface area under the yeah. forefoot it feels like a bubble it feels like a big bubble of foam sitting under the ball of the foot yeah almost, almost like a target area for you to hit because that's where the joy is in the shoe um, yeah. as you toe off it's 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 like they've looked at a force graph and gone, okay, where are we putting the most amount of force? Where can we increase our, uh, I guess, energy return by taking advantage of more force going in? And and it's Mm. underneath the ball of the foot here. It, It feels brilliant under there. And thats I agree. I think at the end of the day, like I, I've always found that if, you,
0: if I just hit the forefoot and the Vapor Fly, like it, it does bottom out a little bit. And this one here is a bit more like the Alpha Fly. In fact, I can hit that area really hard. It responds really well. This shoe feels just a bit, I don't know, like a bit more life. It comes off the ground a bit quicker. And I think that's the toe spring response. It's really aggressive compared to the Alpha Fly.
2: Yeah. Uh, how, how light is it compared to Alpha or Vaporfly? Same as
1: Vapor. So well, it's two hundred and four grams in a size nine. So that's pretty light. I think a vape is one hundred and ninety-five or something.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. but there's more shoe, like
3: yeah.
1: Well, it feels like there's more shoe anyway. Yeah, yeah. I remember putting this on when we got shown samples twelve months ago now, something yeah. like that. And the first thought was, all right, the game changer. Like this mm. is this is the the best feeling super shoe I've put on uh and so far it's it's up there like i need to do a few more workouts in it but i've had some of the best workouts in years using this shoe at the moment and um Mm. i'm really excited about it not sure how far it'll go for me yet like i haven't tested it Mm. Uh, i'll be wearing the mizuno rebellion in my marathon in two weeks yeah so i'm comfortable and confident in that shoe Uh, whether this one would replace it for the the next marathon i'm not sure potentially
2: so what, can I ask, what is Socony doing with the Pro 3 and Elite? So are these just now two lines that will coexist? Or is, you know, how they... Who, who's going to get an Elite over a Pro 3?
1: An Elite will feel more aggressive. I think it's going to... I don't think it feels as stable as a Pro 3. I think a Pro 3 will be a little bit better for someone with a rear foot strike. Uh, yeah, that's... Like at the time when I saw them together, I thought, okay, super aggressive. Maybe for someone aiming faster paces in their race, might not be out there for as long. But now I'm not sure. I think more people will end up in this, even in that slower pace bracket. Mm, yeah. What do you think, Nita?
0: Yeah, look, it's a more responsive shoe and some people are picking a shoe to have something really soft. I mean, the the, the Pro 3 is really is responsive for what it is, but it actually feels probably quite enjoyable underfoot. It's a, you can run at slower paces. Mm. The only thing in this shoe is you just, I don't think you can run that slow in it and really enjoy it. I think it responds to just hitting the ground a bit harder. So uh, this will be a race day shoe. People who probably buy these shoes now, thats I mean, I remember I had a patient, um, Paul won't mind me mentioning this. He. He had three pros. He had one for jogging, one for tempos, one for workouts, and one for races. And so he, that shoe he could do for everything. He was about, I think he's probably late 50s, early 60s, and the most protective shoe. Whereas I think people are buying the pro to use it for day to day use as well. This shoe is not a day to day use shoe. It's a workout shoe, it's a race shoe. And look, you weren't buying the Alpha Fly for a day to day shoe, and you weren't buying the Vapor Fly for a day to day shoe. So, it's an interesting question, Tom. I'm not actually sure. Like, I, I think you, I, categorically, I think your slower runner might, a uh, more recreational nature, probably pick a Pro 3 and get good outcomes. But, like Julian said, because this shoe feels so good and so dynamic, people will just probably prefer the feeling of this if they want to run fast in it.
1: So, I don't know.
0: I don't know how people are going to be able to demarcate those two shoes.
1: No, I think you're right. I think the Pro, I've often considered that I could jog in that and enjoy yeah. it. And do it as a long run, like what you what you do with the Super Comp Elite. Spot on, yeah. I'm interested to see if New Balance
0: decide to build a like a really high performing Super Shoe. Just categorically, I think their Super Shoe feels like it's a bit of a do it do it all type shoe. Very good shoe, like I love it. Um, but I don't know if I'd ever pick it over a race over the other brands uh, Super Shoes.
1: All right, yeah. cool. Well, we we'll uh, we don't have too long today, so I'm going to throw a quick a quick one at you. Do you need to like for someone? And I'm going to do a podiatry one because that's like <laughs> they're the ones that I know um, come along quite quite often. But how often? Okay, how often are you two prescribing minimal footwear for someone who may have knee relate knee or hip related issues?
2: You go, Nita.
0: Uh, look, it's it's one of those strategies that you try and do if you if you failed with other interventions. So, for example, like. We've, we've got so there are so many like t- typical patellofemoral pain syndrome. We see it a lot more in novice populations. Um, people are accumulating more volume than they have before for the first time. And look, the concept behind wearing a bit less shoe, as you as well, while you're bringing it up, is that supposedly you won't hit the ground quite as hard. You won't have quite as much patellofemoral loading. You might not overstride quite as much. And supposedly wearing a more minimalistic shoe might load the ankle, or the calf a bit more, so you'll distribute the load a bit differently. But there's a time and place for that. And I usually use that with people who have got, you know, they're a bit more experienced in running. So for a period of time, their loads might be high. They might be trying to um, to, to, keep their volume going or they, you know, we, they want their easy runs to be still in their in their weekly regime. And so sometimes a bit less shoe might be a, a strategy of reducing a bit of knee loading. But look, there are other strategies as well, like reducing running volume and increasing intensity, changing a few gate attributes temporarily to try and shift load those strategies probably sit above the footwear change in my opinion. Um, so look, I, I'm not doing it super often, but like I'm definitely doing it probably more than I'm giving someone a posted shoe to treat knee pain, if that makes sense. And yeah. I'm not actually using like, not necessarily actually using just a minimal shoe. It might, I might be reducing the pitch of the shoe, for example, like ultra might be a strategy to try and reduce the patellofemoral loading because there's less pitch to it, but yet there's a lot of shoe beneath the foot. So um and you do, you feel like there's more ankle loading um, when you wear it. Even like the or Olympus, I feel the ankle load without putting a pitch into the shoe. So, so it's not necessarily the minimalistic shoe. It's just trying to reduce pitch attributes or trying to get someone to hit the ground a little bit or enter into the ground a bit differently to try and shift load somewhere else. So I'd say not as often as people talk about it.
1: Good.
2: Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have a lot to add to that. I mean, that's pretty much how I would probably approach it. Um. I guess being a podiatrist, I don't really see that as many knee or hip issues as foot and ankle issues. So I'm the other end of the spectrum where it's a bit of a running joke now with yeah. um, people in run crew that they come to see me, they're getting a Mizuno Inspire or something like that, you know, they're yeah. getting a, awesome. a stability awesome. issue potentially because, yeah. um, or they, you know, I'm just recommending shoes to offload the foot and ankle. So yeah. um, there's it's always that's just one piece, like the footwear advice. People will come to me. A lot of the time because they they do want my opinion on the shoes so obviously i have to give that opinion on shoes and if that's part of the management um and it often is whether they've got the shoe already in the rotation they should use Mm. use it more um or whether it might be appropriate to to go buy the shoe um and sometimes they buy the shoe for that particular injury but then i suggest look it may be worth you continuing to have a stability model in your rotation when and if this needle or a similar one around the foot and ankle pops up again, you've got a stability shoe ready to go to to roll out to see if it helps with something that's popping up back in the foot and ankle. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm the same with Knitter. With with the, the old-school stability to help knee pain, I'd be more likely to, to recommend a, a lowered pitch or lower stack, more minimalist-type shoe as opposed to a stability mm-hmm. shoe. For knee pain and and, and often the, the more minimal shoes are inherently more stable though anyway because they're lower to the ground um, you, you mentioned a good
0: point there like if someone someone might actually who's experienced might have a shoe in their their current rotation they haven't been using that might be better for them to use for that block of time um, so if there's in their rotation like a, a lower profile shoe or a more minimalistic shoe they have on hand you might trial that for the particular you know knee loading injury they may have and add it into a higher dose of their week and then once the knee pain resolves you'll start gravitating back to the shoes that you enjoy a bit more so as well um, but for very rarely we're sending into it's an economy thing as well isn't it so like you you know you're picking a shoe to try and change something temporarily potentially someone's had real chronic knee problems and it's been ongoing for many many years and we think that is a bit more associated to just, you know, having a lot of stack and pitch in a shoe. Perhaps maybe we can minimalise the shoe for that person. But often often you're tweaking other things, you're preparing the body, to change, changing their training characteristics. How, what about in shop for you, Julian? Like, are you seeing that now, people prescribing minimalistic shoes for knee pain? or uh,
1: Occasionally, yeah. You've got some that are quite tied to the theory and, mm. and use it regularly uh so we do see that um happen like a bit and we we have some shoes that can account for it but there aren't that many minimal shoes left
3: like Mm -hmm. there's
1: a couple of brands that do it like uh what's that vivo barefoot they make proper Mm -hmm. minimal shoes um Mm -hmm. ultra obviously but they're still like pretty cushioned the ultras Mm -hmm. um yeah and and so like even the Kinvara's that of the back in the day and the pure flows, the shoes that you could mm. like use as that tool aren't really doing what they used to. They're all getting a bit more cushion. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we can, like I, I can, I certainly talk about it, but I'm, I'm hesitant because a lot of the time these customers, they're after a shoe that they'll hold on for a year mm, and and they do, they do a lot of things in it. So if I'm saying if someone comes in, they say oh, I've got a dicky knee and um, I've been in a Brooks Ghost for I don't know the last three years, and and they and and then they we start talking. They say oh what I heard about hawkers. I hope they can I heard they can help my knee, and then and so I'll sort of suggest well, actually less shoe will probably help your knee more, and then the conversation will go all right. Well, which are the which are the these less shoes like which mm. are the least amount of shoe that i can get uh and so you kind of go down a pathway that maybe you didn't want to at the time you're just using it as part of a discussion and and in the end the best options to go back to a brooks ghost just a new one because Look, it's
0: just so many variables like someone might get femoral loading from wearing you know uh, a high stack shoe and someone might get less femoral loading wearing a high stack shoe if the pitch is low enough as well it's still individual like to some extent you almost need to like, like localize the characteristics for that individual's cause of the knee pain and make the assumption that, yeah, this person needs less pitch. This person needs less stack. And, and it's still, to some extent, a a bit of a guess as to how they'll respond to it. So it's all a guess. Yeah. It's it's, it's not foolproof. Right. And uh, maybe that hope they put it on and they do have a good response because the pitch is a bit less. So they hit the ground a bit differently because they got different foam beneath their foot and they haven't had this before. I mean, we're, we're about to see, I'm interested to see how how much the Nimbus 25 changes people's perceptions. Like, a lot of people haven't gone to high-stack shoes who are very traditional buyers of footwear. And this shoe will just happen to be the bridging of the gap for the, for some of that population. Then they'll feel this shoe. And then they'll gravitate to me where I can't tolerate a minimal shoe anymore because I, I don't wear them anymore, right? So, And I go back to them and they feel firm. So, like, I'm trying to, my, my plan in the winter at the end of the summer is to try and get into this, um, the Supercomp pacer, so a little platy shoe, a bit stiff, low, low stack. And I put this on straight away, I feel my ankle and lower leg load. So I know that like I'm not prepared to handle this, but I need to add this in a little bit. So sometimes fixing someone's knee pain is just titrating in something that offloads the knee, whether it's a gait change, whether it's the shoe to help you do that, whether it's a surface modification. It, a, lot, and a lot of the time, it's not, you're not trying to offload everything, right? You're not trying to offload every single run of the week. You might be trying to drop 20% of their load in that really heavy, high stack shoe with a high pitch. And that might be the sweet spot that gets them into a happy zone of no pain. And then, and then they start keep using that shoe in their rotation. I mean, it's part of sustainability is variation of running, you know, intensity, variation of footwear, variation of terrain. I don't know how Tom runs on concrete every day. Like, it makes no sense to me. Like, i could I got lots that. of shoes
2: to make. I, that's, that's what my shoes are for.
0: Well, we, we did enough. a city loop the other day in the city, and it's flat as a tack, and I haven't done that for years. And I, I found that really hard compared to running 500 metres through the hills for the same time frame uh, of elevation because it's just I'm not used to the same impact every single time. And I know you guys are both marathon runners, so you know that's part of like the strategy. You need to be able to handle the same stress over and over again at, at, at a point in time. I just can't do that. So um, it's just what you're
2: used to. You, you grew up yeah. in the country, didn't you? So, yeah, yeah. I'll d- I'll I, grew up, it, so. I grew up on the roads. Um, that's what I know. And so when I venture out to the trail, I feel like I'm um, what do I feel like? I feel like I'm a duck Loft. out of water. Like, I, I just, I, I'm clumsy and I'm actually, yeah, not good on the trails. It's nice being out there, but
0: that's embarrassing um, for everyone you beat in the six foot trail. What's that six, six foot trail? Six oh, foot trail. I, I
2: smacked it in the yeah. I, I I had a bad fall in that race. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm more I'm more worried about like an ankle sprain um yeah, yeah. than than a, you know repetitive overuse type injury on the road. To be honest, we went for
0: that one run. Maybe we took you off trail a little bit. When we were in uh, in Queensland. You rolled your ankle <laughs> on that that damn tree trunk that was like you know nine foot. You couldn't couldn't miss it. I don't know how you rolled your ankle. Yeah. On it
2: yeah Yeah. no trails and me do not mix well Mm. so Uh,
0: what are you guys wearing at bathurst oh you're not running are you julian you're gonna have this weekend
1: off aren't you yeah well i'm gonna do a workout i'm gonna take this up gonna do a workout maybe on the friday yeah just less risk for me and yeah i'm looking forward to
2: it just gonna do a workout on the outside of the course while the golden ticket race is going on
1: yeah just i'll be be doing a workout on the saturday racing around the course, I reckon, watching, going to different spots. Really upset with the non-mention in the golden ticket race, so
0: he's just <laughs> refusing to run it now.
1: <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. It's a bullshit concept anyway. <laughs> and Tom, Tom, Tom mm. only flogs who win the ticket will, will actually compete in the main race. Yeah, way. as I
2: told you, I, told you <laughs> I don't care. If I, if I get a ticket, if, uh, I think I'll run. I think I'll run. Of It'll course, be- you, will. Of
1: yeah, course yeah. you will. Of course you will.
2: Yeah, um, no, I think it's okay. I'm not there. I don't think I've made the World Championships or anything. I just, I just think it'll be fun. No, you've Why never not?
1: made the World Championships. Only one of us here.
2: <laughs> I've made the World Half Marathon Championships. Come on, <laughs> it's way better than a than like a, a really uh, weak World Championship marathon that was in like a, a a country that no one wanted to go to.
0: Unfortunately. Should we both be running the masters boys? You guys should start oh, admitting your mate. age. You can, should both be Tommy, running the masters.
1: Can you imagine the bullshit on Monday when Nidder's sending through he came fucking eighth in the world and yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to mute you.
2: Yeah, nah. It's uh, no.
1: professional age group athlete slash age group coach Nidder is. See my hairline mm. has I'm no athletes it. and doesn't compete in open himself.
0: <laughs> uh, good. That no, should be good. I'm looking forward to catching up with you guys,
1: only on a slight basis as well. But you got
0: Ellie running as well, Julie. You
1: must be pumped. She must. Have- oh yeah. So she just got some spikes today. So I nice. I, I contacted um Danny Danny Orr from New Balance. Uh, mm. So anything floating around the uh the like the the cutting floor that maybe she mm. could get her hands on. And so she just sent me a picture while we were recording of yeah, these yeah. spikes. Uh, so New Balance. I'm not sure they. I'm not sure what they are, but they've um, got like a rubber tread. Yep. It looks like the LD midsole. Yep. Um, it's got five pins, but the tread looks super grippy. It looks yeah, really nice. Cool. It's yeah. not
0: the uh, the Sydney McLaughlin shoe, is it? I'll have to show you in the. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll show you in the group nice. chat. That sounds good. All right, I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. All right, enjoy, uh, Tell me you got to get the ice vest on if you're doing back to back days, mate.
2: Oh yeah, Gary's got the ice vest already.
0: I've seen that. I was actually I was
2: thinking of getting sourcing that um that spike. Maybe oh, I'm running yeah. out.
0: That'd be perfect for this. Give mm. me the cheetah, the cheetah.
2: No, that's the terminal. Oh yeah, yeah. One of the two. Yeah. We'll are, they, the terminal,
3: are they The terminal. The accessible?
2: terminal is um is like, I think they're yeah they're I think they're available now, aren't they, Julian? I didn't get the terminal, but. Yeah, I'm.
1: I'm not sure what the go is there. I thought I ordered it. it hasn't shown up. No, yet. it's the
2: same. It's the same foam as in the um, that's in the elite. Yeah. So it's, it's the, the HG. HG. Yeah, HG. Oh, yeah. HG. I, mm.
1: I thought I ordered that. I don't know if it's available. yet. Um, maybe it is. Twenty-five
2: mil stack, so it's up to its um the full legal limit. Um, yeah. However, it, it's really light. It, I don't know how yeah, they yeah. get they, how they got it so if light, I'm, but it's
0: mate. If, if they've done it the same way as the elite. I, I can see how they got it light. They use the same upper probably materials. The midsole foam so resilient, but it's light as anything. They've they've nailed yeah. this. I think I don't want to jinx it, but they've they've definitely done a good job with the combination.
2: Yeah, cool.
0: Mm. Oh well, right. I'll see see you guys on Friday.
2: Catch you then. See you now.
0: Done. All right. Bye.
3: Showing love to everyone you meet Doesn't matter